Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to another episode of Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. My name is Mariah and I'll be hosting today's segment. Each episode will have a special guest share their story of success, career advice, and industry insight. Today's episode is with Audrey Lopez, a New York City fashion and celebrity stylist, editor, and consultant. Audrey runs her styling and creative studio, Audrey Kate Studios, and launched her blog, Simply Audrey Kate, in 2012, and collaborated with brands like Olay, Coach, H&M, Fossil, Steve Madden, and more. On top of all this, she created a bi-yearly digital shoppable magazine on her blog and recently published her 200-plus summer 2020 issue. In 2018, Audrey launched her digital course and community for fashion students, Fashion Fundamentals, where she shares her career story, key steps for success, and how to break into the industry. This summer, Audrey started the Fashion Fundamentals Foundation, a scholarship and mentorship program within the course for students from diverse backgrounds and underrepresented communities. Audrey, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So Audrey, you were doing so many great things related to fashion. What inspired you to branch into the industry? Thank you. Um, I think fashion and clothing has always been a creative outlet for me. It's been a way for me to express myself, whether I was having a really good day and I wanted to feel confident, or maybe I just wanted to hide a little bit. So I realized that clothing was such an integral part in my daily life and I wanted to be that for somebody else that clothing can be or fashion can be intimidating for people I think that it can almost feel unattainable at times and so I wanted to kind of break down those barriers that clothing is a part of your everyday life you have to you know get dressed and how can we make that fun how can you express yourself and feel confident and happy and whatever you're doing that day. So I think I really just want to be that person for people and making fashion fun. Okay. And you were named Alexa's top 100 New York City influencers in 2018 and Arizona's top stylist in 2015. Those are amazing accomplishments. So props to you for that. Congratulations. Thank you. But what contributed to your career success? I think working hard and being nice. I did not come from a background with anyone working in fashion. Um, My parents are, you know, blue collar, hardworking people in Arizona and fashion was so removed from our life. And so I think what has really helped me is just working hard, like showing up, being nice to people, um, putting myself out there. And I think that's really helped me. And that is, you know, that really speaks volumes. Mm, Putting yourself out there. So you didn't even start in fashion, which is amazing. Though it's not something that's unheard of, you know? But so I saw you launched your career working in fashion departments at 
Glamour, O, The Oprah Magazine, Red Book Magazine. You've worked on creative projects at Marc Jacobs, J. Crew, Club Monaco, and you're even the fashion editor at Styler Caster. What role would you say networking played in advancing your career? That's a great question. I think networking is so key. And I realized once I moved to New York, you know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm moving to New York. It's such a large industry. Like I'm going to be that small fish in an ocean. And I realized that everyone is somehow connected. And so really introducing yourself to people at events, you know, being nice to them and following up with them, exchanging information, and also really vocalizing what you want to do and who you are, what your strengths are. And more importantly, like do not talk poorly about other people in the industry. Don't be a drama person. Don't be negative. And so I think being that nice person who is going to you know, try to bring people together and vocalize what you want is doors are going to start opening for you and opportunities are starting to come your way because I think then people will remember you and be like, Oh, like Audrey wanted to be a stylist. Like I have this opportunity or I want to introduce her to so-and-so. And I think it just slowly starts falling in your lap of just being able to put yourself out there. Kind of like what I was saying to what contributed to my success so far. That's amazing. You gave a lot to unpack right there because I know sometimes people can downplay the power of networking and just, you know, how that can really propel you forward. But, you know, for those who are nervous, you know, who are scared and they just don't know how to put their best foot forward, how can they utilize networking, you know, to propel themselves? How can they really just advance forward or have the confidence to go up to that person and just grasp that opportunity? Yes, I love that you asked this question because, all, yes, networking is so important, but it doesn't have to be unattainable and exclusive. You don't have to network with the CEO or the guest speaker at that event. Look at your peers and students that are in your class, people that are in different student organizations, and start networking with people at your level and students and people around you and start building friendships with them. Because networking is so much more than just shaking hands, exchanging business cards, adding them on LinkedIn. It's really more important to build these friendships with people. So networking with people that you want to hang out with, um, you know, join student organizations, or if you're in class with somebody, start asking people what they're involved in or, you know, what their dream job is and just start building kind of this friendship base. And then from there, you realize that you are networking and you're building this huge community of people that are around you and going to grow in the industry with you. Um, and then from there, you kind of gain the confidence and even these people who might attend networking events with you or introduce you to that CEO or that hiring manager. And it kind of grows from there. So I think starting out, really focus on just building these friendships with your community and your peers. And that's going to kind of give you that confidence and that already like built in community around you. I love that advice. Starting first with the peers, those around you, and then going, start, then going your way up to the CEOs and those and everyone else. So that is great advice. Thank you for that. Of course. So you started your creative studio, Audrey Kate Studios, and your blog, Simply Audrey Kate. What inspired you to branch into being your own boss? 
You know, I just have always known that I would work for myself. I always knew that I kind of had an expiration date of working in editorial magazines. And I think I just knew that I wanted to do more than just the same routine every single day. And so when I was at the magazines, I was, you know, networking and doing my research and really figuring out how they did their process at a magazine. And then I was at brands. I was learning what the merchandise department was doing, what the creative department was doing, and really just kind of spending those couple of years absorbing as much as I could. And then I was able to kind of branch out on my own and have those networks of people who would then bring me in for these creative freelance jobs or different events like that. So I always just knew somewhere in my gut like 10 years ago that I was going to work for myself. And it's never going to feel like the right time to jump out on your own. But I think that it kind of, by vocalizing that and saying that to my network and my community, it was a pretty easy transition to kind of go out on my own. Okay. And what would you say are the benefits of being your own boss? I think that I have full kind of creative freedom in what I get to do, and I get to have my hands immersed into so many different aspects of the industry. I'm not just doing the same thing for the same brand or the same items. And I like that. That part of my week is spent on creating a blog and working on branded content for companies. Uh, another part of my week is styling and being on set with different clients and doing that. And then I also have my fashion fundamentals community where I get to teach and mentor students that are breaking into the industry. So I get to really, you know, dive into three really important parts of my life, which is, you know, creation and like creating content and styling and also, you know, mentorship and education and just diving into like the business side of the industry as well. So I think that is, those are some huge benefits in my eyes. Those benefits are amazing. And in terms of challenges, what are some challenges you say you have to overcome when you first started out? Yeah. Um, you know, I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was like 23 <laughs> years old, really, when I left magazines and which also ended up being a benefit because I was almost naive. I didn't really know all the repercussions of going out on my own and starting businesses. But I think some of those challenges were being young, that people didn't take me seriously or I didn't have as of expansive as a resume as another stylist. And so I think just not having a ton of corporate experience was a challenge, but I think it ended up helping me because I really had no idea of what else was out there. I was able to just kind of dive in and figure it out. A lot of trial and error. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so true. Sometimes people think, you know, when you get into something like this, it can be an easy, an easy journey. There are steps you have to take to get there. Totally. You recently released your summer 2020 issue of your bi-yearly digital shopping magazine. What was the process like giving, getting everything together while quarantined? That's a great question. <laughs> so this is our fourth issue. I started this in holiday 2018. And this was kind of a passion project. You know, I started my career in editorial magazines. I've had my blog now for eight years. And I wanted to kind of marry the two of the nostalgia feel of a magazine, but also the modern way of shopping. And that is through websites and blogs and social media. So kind of putting that together. And 
So now that this would be our fourth issue, I was, you know, this is one of my most exciting projects that I do every year with my team. And so we had originally planned to shoot it in Miami in the middle of March. So we had all of the product. We had already had sponsorships set up with brands. We had our flights booked, hotels booked, like everything was planned. And then obviously the stay at home orders happened like a week before we were supposed to leave. And so I was like, do I just cancel it all? And, you know, just call it a wash. Like we'll try again next year. And then as quarantine was going on, I was like, you know what? No, like if this is something, maybe this can bring joy to somebody else. And maybe this is like what my followers need right now. Just like a little joy in their life while we're all just sitting at home. And so I decided, I reached out to my team. We figured like the safest way to do it. We waited until the end of May to shoot everything. Um, my whole team had been in quarantine for months in New York. And there was just like my photographer, my assistant and myself. And we shot everything in my little New York apartment. We did it in my living room. And we set up all these different vignettes to shoot against. We had different backdrops. Um, I had a close friend who previously was my intern, um, Kate, who started this like tie-dye company. And so she tie-dyed a bunch of sheets for us. And those were our backgrounds. We bought a bunch of fresh fruit and things off Amazon. And we really just made it work. And so it was chaotic because <laughs> we also thought we would be on a beach in Miami shooting everything to being this creative challenge of trying to shoot everything in a little apartment. But, you know, I think it's probably our best issue yet. And I think it shows the creative power of my team and what they were able to help me do, which I'm really proud of. So I uh, looked through their whole magazine and it's amazing. The images are beautiful. The clothes that you wear are beautiful. The shots are beautiful. It, it really is amazing. So congratulations to getting all of that done while you were quarantined, especially when all those plans didn't work out going to Miami. Yep. You know, nothing's ever really going to work out the way that you think. Um, you know, you might launch a product and it might not be what you exactly had in mind, but just putting stuff out there is going to, you know, help you and move you forward. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. I think it's actually a pretty awesome issue. <laughs> it's a really awesome issue. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So when did you release your first issue? Um, holiday 2018. And I think it was maybe like 60, 75 pages or something. We shot it in a little studio. Um, it was, we had no idea what we were doing. We're like, let's just try it. And then each season has grown bigger and more in depth and it's just <laughs> now over 200 pages. That is amazing. 200 pages, going from 65 in the beginning and growing <laughs> into 200 pages. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So in terms of being your own boss, back to being your own boss, how do you believe you've personally progressed from when you first started to where you are now? That's a great question. I believe that, you know, I've just learned a lot over the past eight years of figuring out who I am as a creative person, who I am as a businesswoman, and figuring out the best way to, you know, work with my team. I think that I've done a lot of research and I constantly try to read articles and listen to podcasts and figure out 
what's happening in the industry so we can stay on trend and figure out what is going on and how we can continue to be a better company in the industry. And I think that's really has helped us stay relevant and stay on top of it over the past eight years of, you know, the social media boom, the influencer boom, things changing from magazines to digital platforms and just kind of making sure that we're always in the know so we can grow as a company and also as a boss too. What I love about what you're doing is that you are focusing on fashion, but you're doing so many different aspects within fashion. You have all of these different communities, these foundations, being a stylist, um, having your own creative studio. So that's what I love, that you're, you're in one genre, but you're doing so many different things within that one category. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you have your, even you have your own digital course and community with Fashion Fundamentals to help students learn more about your career and the fashion industry. Tell me a little bit about what's offered and what students can expect if they join. Yes, so I'll give everyone a little background of why I even started this. Um, so I went to school at Arizona State University. I studied marketing and journalism, and I was at one of the largest universities in the country, and there was no fashion program. And my parents did not support the idea of me going to a fashion school. They really didn't support the idea of me in general working in the fashion industry. So I was kind of at this crossroads of not knowing anything about the industry. I was in Arizona. I didn't really have the resources or the internship opportunities or any academic opportunities to study fashion. And so while my senior year for my senior thesis, I worked with the business and the art college to create their fashion program. So they now have a merchandise uh, major and minor program and they're launching a new fashion business program um, within the next year. And then I co-founded a student organization called Business of Fashion. So that is kind of my legacy that I left at Arizona State University, hoping that it could help future students like myself who were kind of at this crossroads. And when I moved to New York, I started having more people reach out to me asking about my story of how I moved from Arizona to New York, not having any fashion education or background, and like how did I end up in the editorial industry. So I started sharing my story just on my blog, and then I wrote a little ebook in 2017 and started speaking at different student organizations around New York. And so I realized that there was a whole community of students out there like myself who might not have the money or the resources to go to a fashion school or intern in New York. And so that's where I launched Fashion Fundamentals. And it is now a digital course and community. And so we have 10 digital lessons and I, it's basically like on Zoom and I go through all of the curriculum. I talk about, you know, my career story, how to break into the industry, everything from resumes, cover letters, internships, networking, social media, how to find people's emails, addresses, like what to do once you get to the interview, after the interview, every little step along the way that I wish I knew when I was a student. Um, we have worksheets that go along with it, so you can also practice and different prompts to help you like rebuild your resume or your digital portfolio. And then in addition to that, 
I have over 30 career chats. So I interview some of my closest friends and colleagues in the industry to share their story and talk about what they wish they knew in the industry. And we did this all during quarantine. So it's all on Zoom and it's so fun because everyone's just at home right now. So we're able to kind of chat and we talk to people who have been merchandisers, buyers, designers, um, graphic, graphic designers. They've worked on the creative side or the editorial side, um, the business side. We have every aspect of the industry and we talk about that. So I interview those people. And then we have our online community. So we have different, you know, Facebook groups and we're on social media and everyone just kind of has this digital community where you get to hang out with like-minded students, ask questions. We share different job and internship opportunities, scholarships that we find. Um, and I'm kind of there as a personal mentor to the students. So it's this growing course in community for students that it was, you know, purely built because I wish I had this when I was a student. That is amazing. You, are re you really started a community to really help others because people start communities. It's not always so together. It's not always where people can actually learn from you one-on-one -on -one in a way. You're giving so much within this one community. So that is amazing. Thank you. So you also started the Fashion Fundamentals Foundation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So when I started Fashion Fundamentals in kind of like 2017, when it started coming together, I knew at one point that I wanted to have a foundation and a scholarship component of the course. And I didn't really know what this would look like or when it would really come about. Um, and then with everything going on the past couple months, I knew in my heart that I needed to start the scholarship opportunity and really focus on students who are in these underrepresented communities and are from diverse backgrounds. And when I was in college, I interned at Redbook Magazine going into my senior year of college, and I was in a diversity internship program. So I was placed in this program with five, of, five other students. We worked in different aspects of the editorial industry from marketing to editorial, digital, advertising, and it was this group of diverse students. And it was honestly probably the catalyst for me breaking into the industry and having these opportunities because I had a program who really focused on me as a student, um, placed me at this incredible internship, and it really launched my career. So I knew that it was important, and I wanted to give that to other students who needed it. And so the foundation is a scholarship and mentorship program, and we offer a free seat to these students. We'll select five students a semester, so we do it twice a year. They'll have free access to Fashion Fundamentals, the course, the community, all of the career chats. They will have monthly one-on-one -on -one mentorship sessions with me. And then I also place them with an industry mentor in the fashion industry. So if they're interested in buying, I will set them up with a buyer or if they're wanting to be a stylist or a publicist or anything like that, I will set them up with a mentor in the industry to help them learn the ins and outs of that career. Um, so I'm really excited about it. And we just announced it on social and we're going to be starting the first class of the foundation in August. So what are you hoping students are going to gain from the digital course? I hope that they gain the confidence to break into the industry. For 
so long you look at you've looked at the fashion industry and it seems like the devil wears Prada or sex in the city or gossip girl and all these things that seem so unattainable and I want to break down the stigmas that there are nice people in the industry there's people who want to help you and to teach you and create a better fashion industry and that's really my goal is to help bring in these this new class of fashion professionals who are diverse and talented creative and they really deserve to be there so I'm hoping that they learn from not only myself, but all of my colleagues that I've been able to interview and really gain those foundational kind of steps to break into the industry and also the confidence and their community. That is amazing. And with, with COVID-19, with the COVID-19 pan pandemic that just you know, came about us, that just struck us so severely, how did COVID-19 affect any of your plans for the rest of the year? Yeah, it really took us for a moment. You know, I, it's been an interesting time to kind of reflect on everything that we're doing as a company and also myself as an individual. Um, I think for the past, in 2019, we were just go, go, go. I was on set four days a week styling. I was working early mornings and late nights on the blog and fashion fundamentals. I was running around to events and meetings, and I was just kind of this energizer bunny. And I think that during COVID-19 has kind of forced me to reevaluate what is important to me and what we're doing as a company. And I think from there, it's given me the time to relaunch Fashion Fundamentals. So I refilmed everything. I did all of the career chats, and we launched the foundation. I was able to really focus on the magazine and kind of pushing out that creative content. So I think that it put kind of a pin in all of the photo shoots and things that we originally were going to do, but I think it ended up being a blessing in disguise that we were able to come out stronger and really focus on our community and our followers, and I'm really happy about that. That's great that you're taking the time to really just expand and to grow. So what's next, Audrey? What's next for you? What's next for Audrey Kate Studios, Fashion Fundamentals, Simply Audrey Kate? There's just so much. What's next? Taking over the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think what's next is I'm going to give myself this time to be creative and really listen to our community, like I was saying, and creating content for them and opportunities for them. So we're expanding fashion fundamentals. We have some exciting things we're announcing for the fall. Um, so a little teaser there, make sure you guys follow us so you hear about the different opportunities we're going to be announcing. And then taking the time to just focus on Simply Audrey Kate 2 and the blog. Um, I've had the blog now for eight years that so I've never really had the opportunity to do it full time. So kind of doing that. And then I'll still be styling. That's a huge part of my business. So I think we're slowly kind of edging back into what we normally do on a day to day basis. But I'm excited. I think we kind of had this, you know, mandated break from work. And we're going to come out stronger with some very exciting things. I can't share too many details yet, but it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for the fall. I have to make sure to stay tuned. Everyone listening, make sure to stay tuned to fa and with Fashion Fundamentals to find out what's going on. So last piece of advice, 
Audrey, what advice would you give to students who yearn to branch into, into the fashion industry? Yes, um, do your research, show up and work hard. You know, it doesn't matter where you're located currently, do your research, subscribe to newsletters, read articles. You can get free subscriptions as a student to Business of Fashion or even the New York Times. So make sure you're doing your research about the industry. It's so much more than just what you see on Instagram. Um, focus on the business and how money is moving, what's happening with designers. There's this new push with, you know, we're making sure that we're being inclusive and diverse. And now that that's really at the forefront of conversations, we need to focus on that. So doing your research. Also, when you have the opportunity for a job or an event, show up, you know, be nice, make sure you introduce yourself to people and work your butt off. Your attitude and your work ethic will speak for itself so much more than what you have on your resume because people hire people that they want to work with. So if you are, you know, well-researched, you're nice, you show up and you work hard, that is going to move you so far in the industry versus not knowing what you're doing or having a bad attitude. And that is not going to help you at all. Great. You said do your research, show up, be involved. This is all great advice that sometimes yeah. is overlooked. So yeah. thank you for sharing this. Everyone listening, do your research, show up, be involved. And be sometimes nice. Sometimes overlooked. <laughs> be nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something else overlooked, too. <laughs> well, Audrey, thank you so much for speaking with us today and for sharing your career journey, all of the amazing, great advice. Thank you so much for having me. And make sure you guys connect with us online. And I'm excited to see what the fall brings all of us. Mm -hmm. And thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you join us for the next episode of Office Chats. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.